Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. You can find me at the Patreon at patreon.com slash knifepartypod. I'm on Instagram at Zach Evergreen, Z-A-C-H-E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, my voice is a little shot, because last night was New Year's Eve, and... Uh, yeah, me and one of the Patreon members, Mr. David Benson, uh, partied pretty fucking hard and no one else showed up. I mean, you know, except for family members, but shit, we went through seven bottles of wine. Seven. With three people. Then again, we were partying till like 3 p.m. to like 3.45 in the morning. I made some really good scalp potatoes, too. I made them with Alfredo sauce from scratch. It's very interesting. A little bit of Chardonnay in there, you know what I'm saying? Some garlic paste. Cut the uh, potatoes like razor, razor thin. This is pretty rocking, right? Oh, yeah, you can also uh, reach me if you want to complain about my toxic masculinity at knifepartypod at yahoo.com. By the way... Just a, uh, hold on, let me plug this in real quick. Got my Christmas lights up, you know? They're not Christmas lights, they're Halloween purple lights, but I, I think I do a better podcast when they're plugged in and they weren't plugged in, so I had to remedy that situation. Um, shit. Yeah, yeah, a little uh, life hack. Um, so I've been using Yahoo for, you know, this this uh, this podcast, and I noticed that I get zero spam, and I figured out why. When you use Google... Obviously, they take all your information. This is all known, right? Um, but if you use, say, like Yahoo or Gmail, or not Gmail, sorry, uh, Hotmail or like AOL, because you don't use them as a search engine, you rarely, and I mean rarely, rarely get junk mail. So, yeah, um, you know, you should keep it old school like I do. So, uh, the first, or sorry, second Friday of this month is Friday 13th, and I thought I would do Friday 13th. Um, I'm going to do Friday 13th part two because number one sucks and you might as well just watch Sleepaway Camp because it's almost the same movie except for the twist at the end of Sweepaway, Sweepaway, Sleepaway Camp is much, much better. Um, yeah, number one is garbage. I know it got a way better Rotten Tomatoes than number two. Um, number two only got a 29%. This is actually my favorite out of all of the... Friday 13th movies with the exception of Freddy vs. Jason. And I know a lot of people like number three the best. And the reason why is because people like the goddamn hockey mask. Now, number three is great. Do not get me wrong. But I think number two is better. Um, it's more... Oh. Yeah, it is. You know what? It is more realistic. Because you could actually take Jason down in this one. You could, like, tackle him and stuff. And he's not like... Kane or the Undertaker like he is later on you know where like he just can't be stopped you know and this one he actually seems like a mortal um you you know you can you could damage him if you will mm. and instead of just like 
doing that serial killer shit where he chases you and you fall down and and even though you're running and he's like right behind you the whole time. Um, in this movie, you you can actually escape him and that that does happen. Of course, he does like do jump scares, like pops out of windows and all this stuff. But I don't know. It just seems more realistic to me. It's more of a uh, realistic slasher film and not like you know the thing when slasher films kind of jump the shark is where like uh, they start getting superpowers. As the films go on, now with like say Friday Thirteenth, you know it starts out like you know with the mom obviously, and then uh, later on you know the second one there's Jason, and then Jason gets his hockey mask, and then after a while after that it just gets really ridiculous about, I mean Jason in space. Don't get me wrong, it's a fucking fantastic movie. It's really good. Uh, Jason X is what it's actually called, but everyone just calls it Jason in space. But at a certain point, they become like superhero status. I don't know. Maybe like all the screenwriters really like Dungeons and Dragons and just said like, oh, we're going to level him up. I don't know. That'd be a cool character class. I want to play a serial killer. I'm going to play a mage. Yeah, good luck with that, dude. (laughs) You and the bard go over there and die. I'm drinking Portalupe Old Vine Zinfandel from 111-year-old vines. And it is fucking fantastic. If you're ever in Healdsburg, check them out, man. I cannot. They're they're in my top three wineries, probably. Yeah, yeah, I would say top three. It's good, good stuff. Um, there's not a lot of making of this movie online. Uh, I I did as deep as a dive I could go, and I was actually waiting for Antonius to come on the show, but I haven't done a podcast since Drunk Boys. The episode where Jonathan and I got hammered. I know this has been a reoccurring thing. Believe me, I'm working on it. All right, don't worry. I know my my liver knows what it can handle. All right, I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to taper down. But uh, anyway, I digress. I haven't done one since then, and that was on Christmas Eve. So I just thought I'd take a little break. Luckily, I have so many gang taped that uh, you, the listener, will never ever not have an episode every midweek and weekend. Um, I'll always do that for you guys. And you Patreons, you know what's up. Um, I hope you, I, I, I still have you guys covered as well. But I need to get back on it. You know, it's a new year. 2023. And I thought like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slack. Might as well start now, you know. Even though I'm really tired. I'm working on some cool stuff too coming up. Oh, don't worry. This isn't the Star Wars episode. We're, we're actually going to review this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know what? Let's start with, uh, because I don't have very much on this. Uh, I mean, I, I could tell you who started in it, but you could just look it up because you don't know anybody. Um, I, I don't even know who played Jason, to be honest with you. I, I, I tried to look up any kind of documentary and didn't see anything. So, I mean, if you're really, really curious, but I doubt you are. Um but yeah, it got a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, so everyone pandered it and hated it. Um, I thought it was much better than that. I like the Friday the 13th series in general, but it they're not great movies. They're just fun to watch. They're not at all great movies. But out of all of them, if I was going to say, hey, grade one, you know, like what is the most realistic, what looks the best, you know, it would it would probably be this one. Um it's got like a very much kind of scream meets Blair Witch feel to it. It's it is really cool. The counselors are the the funnest in this movie. They actually have the most personality. Um, 
the cabin house is really cool in this one too. Um, and and the great thing about it is when they walk around it, you kind of have a, a platform or a layout in your head of where everything is. And I really like that. Kind of like in Evil Dead, how they did that in Evil Dead 2, um, where you can kind of picture yourself in that place and where Jason might be and where they are. Um, and I think that's why if you guys ever play the Thri Friday 13th video game, it's uh, not like the old school NES one that's garbage but has great music, but I'm talking about the one like that's almost it's on every platform, but um, you queue up and you could either be a counselor or Jason, but it's random who you are. So you got to pick your counselor or, or your Jason, and then you get to customize your Jason. Also. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, but that is the most popular level is the Friday 13th part two. And I noticed that most of the um, counselors, if you do play that game, it's, it's uh, that. By the way, it's not really a very great game to play, but it, it is fun to watch just because the death animations and everything, it, it, is, it is pretty cool. I just don't like games where you fight against other other people, you know? I mean, if they're on the couch with you, it's good, but I don't know. I kind of like a common goal. Well, I mean, this game kind of does have that because you... Uh, enough about this. God damn it. Let's get to the movie, shall we? Um, so, yeah, uh, it was 1981 is when this came out, and this is a direct sequel to the first one, which I believe was 79. I've only seen the first one twice, and I'm not really a fan of it, but uh, this is a direct sequel, and it, and it happens, like, right after. I think it's, like, within six months or something. And we even start the, – the beginning of this movie is a recap of this of the first one, so you kind of don't even need to see it. Um, here, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's play a trailer, and we'll get on with it. If, I think if I press this button – Friday the 13th, 1981, be any different. Friday the 13th, part two. The body count continues. 14. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. 15. God. 16. 17. 18. 19. Not over. 
Friday the 13th, part two. Well, I guess I don't need my murder bell toll thing, seeing how he did it for me. Friday the 13th, part two. The body count grows 14. Why should any Friday the 13th be different on a June night in 1981? I could do that guy's job. I wish I had that guy's job. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know. That's kind of interesting that he went to 14. Maybe there was 13 people killed in the first one. I don't know. Anyway, let's get on with the fucking movie, shall we? Friday the 13th. Part 2. By the way, this soundtrack I got is really cool um, that I have playing for you guys in the background. It is actually the vinyl of the original soundtrack I found a YouTube video of it and it actually shows the dude playing it and you just see it spin and you can hear the pops and the cracks of it so I thought it'd be nice and creepy for us I found a clear one but I just thought oh man this one's even cooler so um this movie is not streamable right now on anything so if you want to you know watch it along after I said this I actually had to buy the fucking thing thank you for my Patreons for putting a dent in that as obviously I don't have very many Patreons I just did 200 listeners, though, so right on for you guys. Thank you so much. Shout out to you guys in uh, uh, UK and France. Um, thank you so much. And Spain and, God, where else, too? Anyway, um, just thank you for listening. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. So we start out, and it is a recap of the last movie. It It's the final scenes where Jason's uh, Mrs. Voorhees is you know revealed to be the killer and we see her beheaded and all that stuff it's it's literally the last eight minutes of the film maybe nine minutes so like i said you don't really need to see the first one if you're just into jason and you already know kind of the plot twist then skip the first one go to the second one um it's the first one's really not that great anyway except for kevin bacon and that arrow scene is pretty cool like I said, it's basically sleepaway camp. Except for sleepaway camp's better. Um, okay, so anyway, um, then we go to Ashley. She's our survivor girl, and she's dreaming of the events of number one. So that's how they kind of tie it in together. Very convenient movie. Thank you. Um, so she wakes up, and she talks to her mom on the phone, and then she gets into uh, the shower, and you know, it's a shower scene, and it's kind of dumb. And then she gets a prank home uh, phone call if you will it's a deadline you know and then she you know she um, she unlocks the door and she takes a peep out and you know peeps outside a little bit and then shuts the door and locks it and uh, she's a little nervous so she walks over and she goes to the kitchen she grabs an ice pick and then we have a kitty jump scare you know cat jumps out you know and she's like ah oh, shit cat uh, <laughs> and then she goes to get some cat some food and when she opens the fridge, uh, she sees a severed head, um, and it's, it's, it's like in the fridge, and she's like, shit, and then she gets stabbed in the right temple um, with said ice pick. Um, and you could just, you know, it's obviously probably Jason. Then we get our title credits, and this is, by the way, the same composer as The House, as you could tell. Probably the most notable thing about this movie. But on this, he kind of slacked off a little bit because there's a couple of themes. 
when I mean themes is when you write a song, sometimes you do a sound alike or sometimes you do like a, uh, a theme in a movie, right? So there's a lot of Jaws theme in here and there's also some Psycho theme in here, as you can hear. Um, the music's still really good. I really love cellos and oboes and all the other good stuff they use. All right. So now we see uh, there's two kids and they're stopped at an Exxon gas station and they're using a payphone and uh, this crazy dude. <laughs> oh my God. This crazy dude approaches him and he's like, Doomed. You're doomed. Spooky. And then all of a sudden, the truck they pulled in on to use this uh, payphone, you know, it starts getting towed. But it's all a prank. <clears throat> because their, their friend had it set up, you know, he's like down the road or whatever. So uh, they're waking, the, they're making their way up by the road, but it's blocked by this big tree that just kind of fell down. And they find the uh, Camp Crystal Lake sign as they move the tree. It's like a just, it's not like a whole tree, it's just like a branch, you know, it's just like a roadblock. And just fell down or whatever. I don't know if it was placed there. It's never ever mentioned again, but it's a plot device so he can actually see the Cap Crystal Lake uh, sign. And of course, one of the uh, counselors says, "You know, oh, Camp Blood." And Jason's watching in the um, in the forest. You know, we see his POV. And um, yeah, it turns out all the kids are counselors, and they're at this counselor training camp. And this is that facility. This really cool, like, kind of uh, ranch style. Um, maybe not ranch, what do we call it, plantation style uh, cabin, where it's got like a, a porch that almost goes all the way around. It's really nice, and it's it's kind of shaped like a boat, where it's, yeah, anyway. Fuck, I don't know architecture that much. It's it just a really, it looks really cool, though. Um, So, yeah, they're all, they're all, you know, in training camp, and there's Paul and Jenny, who, uh, Jenny is late, by the way, and Paul and Jenny are, like, the leaders of the counselor. They're, they're heading up the uh, counselor troop, and um, then, and this is in the daytime scene, and, of course, Jenny comes late, and she's reprimanded a little bit, and then it turns out, oh, Paul and Jenny are fucking, so, of course, she's not in trouble. Um, I mean, we don't see him fuck right now. We just see him kiss, you know, so, obviously, we're fucking, oh, shit, what was that? You guys hear that? Okay, back to the story. So then we have campfire stories about Jason, right? And, um, uh, you know, he's like, you know, and then the mother, she's the one that did it. But Jason still lurks in the forest. Have, and I think he actually says the word, he's retarded. <laughs> I'm pr almost pretty sure he says that. If I'm not, I'm really sorry. But I'm sure that, that, that he says that. I'm like 99% sure. And he's out there, and he's feral, and he lives off things in the forest like squirrels and dead animals. Um, he doesn't sound as cool as me, though. So um, uh, the camp, uh, camp counselors are all engaged in the story, and he goes, and then uh, uh, our, our little um, prankster over there, right, his name is Ted, he comes out with a mask and like a spear and he goes, ah, and scares them all. And they're like, oh, Ted, you asshole. He's the same dude who did the, uh, the whole tow truck prank. And then uh, Paul goes, all right, well, anyway, we discussed Jason. Let's never talk of it again. It's like, okay, I guess, movie. That's weird. I mean, you just did foreshadowing and now you're saying just ignore whatever we heard and don't tell the kids. Why did you bring it up in the fucking first place, dude? Anyway. All right, so um, there's uh, 
Scott and Jock dances. Uh, Scott is the Jock, rather. Uh, sorry, he he's dancing around with a dog, and Mark is uh, arm wrestling dudes. It's it's good times. You know, this is after that. And then uh, Jenny and Paul, um, they're being watched by the doomed guy. So maybe it wasn't Jason early on, all right? Uh, uh, Why they're like outside, and um, then uh, uh, the doomed guy gets killed by Jason, which is kind of cool in a way because it's kind of like oh it wasn't him the whole time but anyway uh by the way this is our first kill and we're already 31 minutes and 48 seconds in the movie which is um all right is this our second kill i think this is our first kill yeah it is which is um kind of cool in a way that it's not just like gratuitous you know we're actually setting up some some character development here so terry by the way she's the hottest girl in this goddamn movie by far there is nothing in 80s outdated by her. She is gorgeous. Every time, I think that's why I might like this movie so much is because I actually care about her and don't want her to die. She's got a dog named Muffin. It's like one of those little, like, cute little toy dogs. And um, it runs off, and this is during their weenie roast scene when they're all barbecuing, right? So she's about to go out to look for it. But Sandra and her boyfriend, Jeff, they want to go see Camp Blood, right? And so they wander off as well. And, you know, you probably know where this is going. Or do you? That's why I actually like this movie. Because you, all the tropes that you think is going to happen, it actually, they're like, nope, not really. But, yeah, but not really. So um, they're being stalked by Jason as they're, they're, they're actually, they find Muffin, the dog, and it's mangled to pieces on their way to Camp Blood, right? And they're like, oh, my God, what did this? You know. And then as soon as that happens... A sheriff pops out of nowhere and catches them, and he's like, what are you doing here? You know, like, you're not supposed to cross this fence and this and that. And, uh, you know, he brings them back to the camp and, and warns them on his way that, you know, uh, he, he just says, like, what, what are you doing going here? And then, um, you, you know, Paul is like, oh, I promise I'll punish them. And he's like, well, you better punish them. And he goes, yes. Guys, no seconds on ice cream today. And then the sheriff's like, you motherfucker. I should, you know, do something to you. But I don't know. I don't know why the sheriff's so concerned. Well, I mean, there is the whole murder thing. So I, I guess I can see why. I just don't really sympathize with him. By the way, this is his last appearance. We don't see him. So he doesn't save the day. Just heads up. Spoiler alert, right? And let's see. Well, uh, here's why. Um, on his way back, Jason runs in front of the car. And the sheriff chases him through the forest, right? And then he finds Jason's shack. This might be one of the coolest scenes in any Friday the 13th movie. The shack itself is fantastic. It looks legit. It looks like a homeless encampment that you'd find in Oakland, except for way creepier and less fentanyl. Um, oh, my God. I actually wrote down it looks like East Oakland. <laughs> oh, man. So Jason stalks the sheriff, and then he kills him with a claw hammer to the back of the skull, and he uses the claw end. It might be a California framer. It might be a framer. It might be a finish hammer. No, actually, it's not. It's a claw hammer. Just wanted to nerd out a little bit on my knowledge of carpentry tools. So um, then it's the last night on the town, you know. So Paul goes, all right, everybody, if you want to go to town before camp starts, you know, do it now. Go have fun. Except for, you know, uh, Jeff, you got to stay because you were sneaking out to Camp Blood and blah, blah, blah. And then my girl, oh, she stays too. Terry. Terry, I love you. I want to look her up and see if she's still hot. 
Of course, this came out before I was born, so she's probably like six. There. Wow, she might be like 70, 60. Oof. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to look her up. It's not like I was going to contact her or anything. I just wanted to kind of see a picture. I'll just let her live in my memory as the beautiful Terry from Friday the 13th Part 2. How about that? You guys agree? Okay. Hmm. So the campers go out, or the counselors, rather, go out to party. Jeff, Sandra, and Terry, um, wearing a midriff and lavender sweater with no bra, ever so sexy. I'm sorry if this is all about Terry. This, I should just call this episode Friday the 13th or Terry is hot. Um, I'm pretty sure even girls listening who are straight as an arrow will go, yeah, she's actually pretty fucking hot. Kind of want to smell that bra. I mean, sweater. You know what I meant. Because, you know, it probably smells like lavender. It's a lavender sweater. That's what it is. Speaking of Freudian slip there. Okay, so they watch the cabin, as well as Mark. Now, Mark's the dude, the jockish dude that was arm wrestling everybody. Turns out this dude's in a wheelchair, right? Um, but, you know, he's super positive. He's actually, like, a really Like I said, like, all the characters in this are actually good. Like, they're not, you're not just like, I hope you die and I can't wait. You know? So, um, we finally see... Terry disrobe. Oh, Jesus Christ. And she goes for a swim. Well, you know, um, she was looking for a dog and then she's just like, you know what? I'm going to go for a swim. And it's six to midnight all the way. It's good times. And yes, we do get to see her mammalian vitruberances. Uh, mammalian vitruberances. I apologize. I misspoke. So then we see Vicky, who's also fantastic looking. Uh, she plays video hockey. Wilts, uh, Jeff and Sandra, they they screw. Jeff and Sandra just decide, like, hey, you know, like, while Mark is arm wrestling Jeff, you know, Sandra goes, hey, you know, save some energy for me. So they go up and fuck, and it's like, it's like a weird tender doing it moment because, like, after they're done, he, like, cuddles with her and just got, like, the goofiest smile on his face. And just is like nuzzling, and it's like, are they actually hooked up? Because it kind of looks like they are. Either that, or maybe he actually had a legit like thing for her. I don't know. Um, so then we cut back to Terry, who's in the water, and I swear Jaws music plays. It's it's like the theme sounds just like Jaws. And then Scott, who's a dick, who originally shot a uh, I forgot to mention this a slingshot like at her butt early in the movie when we thought Jason was stalking her. It turns out it was just Scott being a dick. You're such a dick, Scott. Um, hey, Eli, how come you didn't prime up my soundboard with that that such a dick, Scott thing? You know what? That's the... Okay. It will ruin the sound bed. You know what? That is the best job you've never done in your life. I'm actually happy about that. So, Scott... Yeah, anyway. So, Scott steals her clothes, you know, and uh, she's like fucking asshole don't you know and then so she chases after him and then scott gets caught in like a snare trap and he's hanging up you know predator style of course he's alive and not skinned alive you know and if predator was here jason wouldn't even be here because like predator is way cooler than jason everyone knows this um and he's hanging upside down and she's like she grabs her clothes she's like that's what you get you fucking pervert piece of shit you know and then uh she's like, well, I'll go get a knife and cut you down, you know, like, because she doesn't have an honor, which doesn't make sense because if you're a camp counselor, one would think you'd have at least like a Swiss Army knife or some kind of survival tour on you. I mean, it is camp after all. Fuck, I got a knife on me right now. This is the knife party. Hope all you guys got your knives, just in case. So, um, right when she leaves, though, we see 
him get his neck slit with the dull edge, but oh, uh, the the point of the dull edge, um, with uh, uh, by a machete, which is clearly Jason. I mean, one would think. All right. So there the kids are at the bar, and there's a Kiss pinball machine in the background, which I've actually played that exact same one. I just thought that was funny, so I wrote it down. So uh, Vicky comes on to Mark, um, and uh, as they're playing their, like, hockey game, you know, or, or whatever it is, they're playing this, like, really Tyco video game. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Tyco video games, but they were fucking terrible. It was, like, a green screen, and you saw, like, the, the, the animations were just black figures, and they would just move around. It was terrible. Um, yeah. It was bad. But she's like, so you're paralyzed, huh? And and he's talking. He's like, yeah, but you know what? The doctors say it, it won't heal, but I th- I think it will. I'm I'm keep working on it, you know. It's not permanent, not in my mind. And she's like, um, but it's only the legs, huh? You know, and then uh, uh, so then um, she goes, they're like, all right, well, here, do you want to stay at a cabin? You know, like we, we can hang out. Everyone's gone. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And she goes, okay, I'm going to go clean up, even though she looks fine. And then um, then she she gets undressed, and it's awesome. And then uh, she sprays cologne on her pubis, which is also awesome. But it's sad, though, because, you know, a thunderstorm appears, and he, she's probably going to die. Um, so a thunderstorm appears, and Mark is impatient because, you know, uh, our, our – our mutually shared boner for Vicky goes out to look for her, but you know, he gets macheted in the face for his efforts. And then he falls and rolls down the stairs with a machete still in his face. And then we have this weird cutout scene. This is probably the coolest murder scene in, in the, uh, in the movie, by the way. So Jeff and Sandra are done doing it. And Jason ascends the stairs and pales them both with that, uh, you know, so at least they got to finish, but he impales them both with the, uh, the spear that was used as the prank. So I guess it wasn't a, theater sphere it was a real spear i don't know i didn't write this shit so vicky returns to the main cabin her vagina is all smelling like good perfume after spraying it she sprays other parts of her body too it's just funny because she sprays other parts and then she like looks in the mirror and goes hmm and then she sprays it and it's like ha 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 so funny that cute little girl so sad she's dying actually you know what i like vicky better than terry i take it back all right, um, I'm not a chauvinist or anything. This actually, this horror movie has less boobies than like most other of the horror slasher genre. But uh, you know, she's like actually really cute. I'm, I'm gonna write her a love letter, and date it from 1981. Tell her I'm from the past. She's got a time machine. It's pretty good fucking wine. I'm not drunk, by the way. I'm just really, really tired. <laughs> All right, so um, so and uh, uh, so yeah, uh, she's looking for Mark and Sandra and Jeff, and and she's looking all around. She can't find them all. Jason leaps out of the bed wearing a pillowcase on his head, and he's kind of got like a yeah, like a pillowcase burlap sack kind of thing. We, this is the first time we see him. He doesn't have the hockey mask yet, obviously. And uh, he slashes at Vicky in the right leg. And then he stabs her with a chef's knife. Um, that's what he's using. And it's yeah, we don't really see how gruesome it is. It's kind of just like it's 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 one of those what you don't see. Remember, this movie was supposed to be trying to be like psycho um, uh, Hitchcockian. It wasn't like a, supposed to be a blood murder fest, really. 
yet. Not till like number three. And then it just jumped the shark. This is pre-jump the shark. So Paul and Jenny return and uh, they see the bloody crime scene, right? But there's no bodies. Paul and Jenny, by the way, just in case you weren't paying attention, were the head counselors. But there's no bodies. There's blood everywhere, right? So Jason goes for a back stack, uh, a stab attack um, on uh, Paul, but he, he only rolls a one. So uh, his spear misses, and Paul and Jason are now, like, doing this amateur wrestling on the ground. Remember when I said that Jason isn't, like, invincible in this movie? You can actually take him down. Well, Paul actually takes him down. So um, Jason starts stalking Jenny because Jenny, like, runs, you know, and she runs through the cabin, and uh, J- Jenny makes her way to the car, but it won't start. Because it's a horror movie. So she slams her hands on the the wheel thing and then, uh, but to be fair, it is a horror movie. Um, uh, (laughs) And it's a VW bug. And and the reason why I said to be fair is because early in the movie, they actually did uh, show that her VW bug was having issues. That's the reason why she was late in the very beginning. You see what I did there? I brought it back and made it made sense. Um, so then Jason jumps on the roof and he he starts giving chase with a pitchfork and starts like stabbing the top of the roof and shit and she escapes and he's chasing her with a pitchfork and all. Um, which is kind of weird. A pitchfork as a murder weapon doesn't, I mean it makes sense but it doesn't really seem that like cool, you know? I know what you did last summer. He has a goth hook, that's cool. Jason usually has a machete, that's cool. Um, Freddie has his gloves, you know, that's cool. Scream has the coolest knife in the world. I own it. It's a buck 911. I think. I think it's a 911. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a 911. No, no, no. I'm thinking of. Anyway, it's it's a buck knife. Uh, it's a 1914 or 19. It has a, it has a title that's four digits and starts with 19. Anyway, um, and that is like the coolest knife in the world. If you guys don't own one, I recommend you buy one. You could shave with it. They are razor sharp and they are fucking reliable as shit and they look cool. I mean, it's from the movie Scream, dude. It's got the awesome blood groove and that that um, upturn. Mm. I apologize. Get back to the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. Pitchfork doesn't really scare me. It just reminds me of those, like, gondos in uh, Resident Evil 4 that you just kill really easily, and you're like, and then they go food for Estello. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. He's armed with this, and, uh, you know, he's he's chasing her, right? And Jenny makes it to another cabin, and uh, she hides under a bed. This scene is actually one of the coolest scenes in the movie, because Jason is walking in, and you know, she's looking under, and it's very suspenseful. And then uh, she knows Jason's in the room, and she's so scared. There's a rat that runs right by her face, and she's trying to, like, you know, be as quiet as possible, and she pisses herself. And you could see the urine come out from underneath the bed, which probably is a telltale sign there's someone underneath there, right? And then, uh, oh, shit, what was that? Okay, we're okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Um, Jason tries to decapitate her with a pitchfork and misses. So he was standing on a chair or something, so she didn't see his feet. And then uh, he misses. So, like I said, Jason's very fallible in this movie. He's not, like, invincible. And, yeah, it's that's why I like this movie. It makes more sense. Um, so now Jenny is, is uh, uh, she picks up a chainsaw, um, and it starts magically. It just turns on. 
which anyone who's ever operated a chainsaw, a weed eater, or any other type of like gardening tool that is gas powered, you need to get it to like to stroke, you know, like brr, brr. you need it to turn over. You need to like pull the the motor, you know, the the string with a handle. Um, she picks it up and just turns on, which is insane. I don't care how well you maintain a chainsaw, a weed eater, a leaf blower, anything that uses that gas shit. I don't think leaf blowers do them anymore. Maybe they do. I think they are. <coughs> I don't think they're allowed in California anymore, but shit, people still use them. You know, it is. I don't want to get political here, but. <coughs> so it just magically turns on. Um, lucky her, I guess, right? And uh, she's armed with a chainsaw, and then she attacks Jason, and uh uh, uh, she, she gets she gets a chair shot on him, right? Because she misses. She escapes, but she does hit him with the chair, though. Uh, she escapes in Jason uh, to Jason's shack, right? And she finds like the shrine to Jason's mother that we saw earlier. But we actually get a good look at it because the sheriff just went, "What the fuck?" And then he gets you know killed. Uh, we actually get to see it. This is literally like one of the reasons why I like this movie the best is is this whole shack like makes. It makes it make a lot of sense. Like it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys okay? What was that? Okay. All right. All right. Whew. Back, back. So, um, yeah, uh, we see like the, the, the shrine here and it's got the mother's severed head and the sweater, right? And a severed uh, the severed head of the sweater. Da, da, da. Oh, and then we see the bodies of Vicky, aw, the sheriff, and the doomed guy. Um, they're all there. So, by the way, the doomed guy, you would think he would have a little bit more importance because he just, I wonder if he got paid just to say the word doomed. If it's like in the contract, like, okay, here's my contract. I can only say one word. Huh, what word should we have? Doomed. Give give us a few doomed doomed no 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 more more emphasis doomed no 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 more more emphasis doomed no 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 I mean come on come on like like you mean it doomed okay all right can can we put a little Bella Lugosi in there doomed good good print it copy it paste it there you go can you say that three more times and then uh, yeah we're done we're done with you and uh, thank you for being in our movie here's I don't know what they paid them. We'll give you a thousand dollar per doomed. How about that? Anyway, <laughs> Such a inter- entertaining myself with this that. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so Jason is um, you know, like breaking down the door, right? You know, and uh, uh, she Jenny dons the sweater. And, um, you know, the pickaxe, pick, pickaxe, pickaxe it, Jason's using to break down the door or pitchfork rather. No, it is a pickaxe. Sorry. I apologize. You know, like one would use to mine. They both have picking the word. So I apologize about that. Jason's got like an arsenal in this, man. He's using everything, which is kind of cool. Um, so, uh, she puts on the sweater and kind of tucks her hair and makes her look like the severed head. I know that seems weird, but she is. And she tries to chick him. She's like, you know, it's all over, Jason. You've done your work. Now kneel down for your reward. Mom is proud of you. Kneel down, Jason. It's all over. And he does. And then she attacks him via machete. But Jason 
blocks it, and Paul walks in. Like, at the last moment, Jason's just like, whoa. He's got, like, one eye poking out of this, like, you know, this uh, pillowcase. And then Paul and Jason yet again wrestle around on the ground, and Jason inflicts uh, blunt force trauma to the back. Or Sorry, Jenny inflicts blunt force trauma to the back of Jason's head, right? And then uh, I guess he's dead or something, or he's he's wounded because Paul's carrying Jenny to another cabin, uh, cabin where they hold up, right? And um, you know they hear noises, and then they're you know she's she's sitting there and she has the uh, the pitchfork, you know, like standing there, and and Paul's by the door and she's like nodding her head like yeah, open the door, open the door, open the door, you know, and then they open the door. And Muffins the dog runs in. Wait a minute. Didn't that dog die earlier? I don't know, movie. Why did this happen? Reasons? Okay, this happened because of reasons. That's why. That's the movie. That's what happens in the movie. I don't know. You you see the fucking dog die. Oh, oh shit. What was that? What was that? Whew, okay. Anyway. Um, and then everything seems all right. The dog's there. Jenny and Paul are fine. And then we get a jump scare. Oh, shit. J- Jason crashes through the window and grabs Jenny. And then uh, we see her now being loaded into the EMT. And then it cuts off to the mother's severed head. So I don't know what happens to Paul. I really don't know what happens to her. I think part three starts without that. I haven't seen part like the other ones in such a long time, but... That's the movie. Um, I knew it was going to be kind of a short episode because, I mean, this movie's pretty straightforward. There's not, like, a lot of plot to it, you know? Um, we get to know our characters, and then they get killed off. Um, well, not all of them, but most of them. Um, is it a cool movie? Fuck yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it in a while, I yeah, I would recommend seeing it. Would I watch it, like, yearly? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. I remember a couple of years ago on Halloween, I watched every single Halloween and every single Friday the 13th. I'm not really a Freddy guy, I know. I like, no, don't get me wrong. I love the Friday, uh, the um, Nightmare on Elm Streets. I really do, but I only like every other one. Like one, three, five, you know, are great. And then Freddy vs. Jason is the best. I am totally going to do that movie. Um, it is considered retro because I think that's 20 years old. So, um, yeah, that's my episode, and I know this is kind of a shorty, but what can I say? I mean, there's not really a lot to this movie. It's it's kind of something you just need to see. Um, it was fun talking about it, though, because even though I was going to do this review right on January 13th, um, you're hearing this on January 13th if you're a Patreon. If not, and you're on the regular feed, you know, Hey, sorry, man. Pay a dollar. It's only a dollar. You can get all this shit on time. So, I mean, for real, though, it's a dollar. Oh, and by the way, YouTube is pulling me yet again. Um, and I don't even know. I, I just don't care anymore. I, I have them automatically sent there. If they're up, they're up. If they're not, they're not. But let's put it this way. They only have five out of my 20 episodes. So, ugh, holy vey. Um, just pay, pay, your, pay a dollar. Just... Do that instead. It's so much easier. Especially if you have iTunes, man. I know a lot of people with iTunes. Um, the smart ones use Spotify. But I, I know a lot of people are pulling the plug from iTunes for a lot of different reasons. And one of them 
what the main reason should be because you can't get your knife party. Um, yeah, we're available on everything, as you know. I mean, obviously you're hearing this, but I'm just saying you should you should probably you know take the jump for one fucking dollar over to uh, over to our Patreon. It's awesome, and that way you can hear Friday Thirteenth on Friday Thirteenth instead of like whatever day it is that you're hearing this. It's probably like Saturday the twenty sixth or something. Well, what else do I got? Um, shoot. Oh, I just ordered uh, Makerus Plus, which is a very, very hard movie to get. It doesn't stream anywhere. Um, it's an anime. It's actually going to be my first anime review. It is retro. It came out in 1995. It is really cool. I've used the music on here before. Um, it's kind of like if you were to mix Terminator and... Uh, and, and Top Gun together. I know that sounds weird, but it's really cool. The music is fantastic. Um, and I'm actually going to do my first video game review with uh, Jeff. And it is retro. It's a 10-year-old video game. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it, Skyrim. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that only on the Patreon because I don't want you guys who just like movies to have to suffer through that. So that's probably going to be a Patreon exclusive. But uh, if I get a lot of emails, hey, man, I, I really want to hear it. Then I'll, then I'll put it on here for freeze. It's just... I just don't want, um, you know, people that don't like that kind of stuff to, to hear it. You know, I don't want to, if you're here just from the movies, dude, this is what this is about. So, you know, I'm with that. But if, if uh, I get enough people like wanting to hear it, then I'll throw it on. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Um, from all of us here at the Knife Party, be kind and rewind. Say bye, Elijah. Oh, he's got to go return some videotapes. Oh, hey, I forgot. If I were to give this a Rotten Tomatoes, I'd give it an 82. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening.